Hello and welcome to Together, a Brighton and Hove Albion podcast. My name is Josh and we are on episode 15. Uh, the winter the winter break, my god, no. The international break is uh, in full swing. We are halfway through and we're now closer to Leicester than we were from Cardiff, so that's a good thing um, because seeing the end of Cardiff can be nothing but good. Um, this week I have an interview for you guys. Um, I've managed to snag the uh, brains behind at BHAFC Stateside. Um, he is uh, otherwise known as Stateside Seagulls. He's been uh, tweeting about the Albion from a US fan's perspective for a couple of years now, I think. Um, and it's just super interesting to get a perspective of uh, a true American's dream of what the Albion can do and what they can accomplish in the future um, because mostly it's just expats over here and it's nice to see that some some Americans are adopting us. Um, he talks about his experience uh, in DC when he went to the Premier League experience, uh, Brighton's marketing strategy over the pond here, um, and just a bit about himself and how he came to become a fan of uh, little old Brighton when he's, uh, when he's over here. So... Without further ado, I'm going to ride straight into that. Um, so yeah, enjoy, and I'll see you after the after the interview. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on, Paul. Um, this is Paul with uh, Stateside Seagulls on Twitter. Um, they have been getting themselves about a bit, uh, including DC for the Premier League experience, and we'll get to that shortly. But um, Paul, how are you, and how are you feeling so far this season with the Albion? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Um, I, I think that we're doing really well so far this season. Um, you know, obviously, the last couple of games haven't gone our way, but three big wins in October. Um, we're doing we're doing really well, especially compared to the teams that are at the bottom of the table. Yeah, one hundred percent. That that October it may not have been pretty, but uh, <laughs> we got the job done. That's big. all that matters. Yeah, one hundred percent. So tell us what made you start to follow the Albion. Out of all the teams in the in, in England, <laughs> I, it's it's pretty random, honestly. I have no idea what got me going on it. I guess I'm a I'm a fan of an underdog. Um, you know, I started in 2012. I just kind of followed Brighton for whatever reason. Um, but then the semi-final against Palace, obviously, it didn't go our way. But the rivalry with Palace and the the community that was so supportive of Brighton. Um, you know, on Twitter, I you know got to know some people, and everybody just made me feel so welcome, even though I was over here in the states. Um, you know, it was just a really good community of people, and I just you know I've stuck with it ever since. Yeah, we have really exploded. I think since the annex came to fruition, like the the difference in the amount of people that pay attention to us on Twitter and Facebook is crazy. Um, so yeah, what I've made noticed... you start? I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, I've just well. I've noticed even before we got into the Premier League, um, you know, with the, the Twitter account, even before I started the Twitter account, um, you know, it was just a bunch of people over here, a lot of expats originally, but now it's a lot of American folks too, like me, who have gotten to know the Albion, uh, obviously with BN Sports showing the championship games more often and now ESPN. Um, you know, some of the smaller clubs are getting some some um some visibility that they didn't normally have beforehand before it was just man united man city chelsea and now some of the smaller clubs are getting some some attention so brighton is getting fans that 
people, you know, maybe 10 years ago didn't know Brighton was even a thing here. So it's, it's yeah. really, it's nice to see. And it's nice to see that I'm not alone here being an American fan of the team. Yeah, you're definitely not alone. Um, so was that kind of what made you start the uh, Twitter account in and of itself to try and reach out to anybody who may be there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I knew that there were, you know, a couple of people. There was, you know, there were people in Colorado, Boston, New York, but I didn't really know anybody. Yeah, I didn't really have any conversations with anybody except for if they would comment on the BBC Sussex posts or anything like that. Um, and, you know, I knew of groups like Man United had supporters groups over here, um, you know, Aston Villa, the big clubs at that time had big supporters groups going. And I was like, well, I mean, Brighton's in the championship where you were in the playoffs. So there's a chance we could go to the Premier League. There's got to be more people here. Or if there aren't, I can try to see if people would want to be a fan of Brighton. So let's get something going. And I just decided, you know, I'm on social media all the time. Anyway, I may as well just do it. And, you know, here we are, obviously 470 odd people later, we're, we're huge. And, and we've gotten a lot of people, especially since we've become a premier league side um, that have just kind of jumped on the bandwagon, I guess. Uh, And it's, Hey, it's great. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to see me turn down any bandwagon fans over here. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the more people who are aware of us and the more people who are, you know, talking good about the Albion, that's that's great. Yeah, 100%. So you recently were in D.C. for their Premier League experience. I know they're going to New York in a month or two, I think. But tell us about that one. Um, tell us about how that went down. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Obviously, you know, I've been to Brighton once before and I'm actually going in about a week um for the Albion Crystal Palace match. But other than Ooh, those good choice of game. <laughs> I, I know. I that was definitely I, I knew that I wanted to go this season. I couldn't go last year and I wanted to go for a Premier League match and it just ended up working out that I could go for the Palace match and I'm beyond excited. But uh, to answer answer your first question, then we'll go to that. Um, for the the DC experience, it was really it was fun to see so many people who were Albion fans that I'd never even talked to, even um, that were there for the for the experience. And then obviously they had the Albion had a couple marketing people, and they had Gully who were there to you know gin up support for the Albion. They had scarves and flags and everything that they gave out. Um, and it was just, it was really refreshing to see, you know, Leicester City had people, Fulham had people there. It was, you know, every club was represented somehow. And it was just really refreshing to see not just Man United fans, not just people wearing the big top six teams. It was, everybody was there. And it was just, it was really just a great experience to see so many fans of so many clubs that really wouldn't have had fans here maybe 10, 20 years ago, except if they were from that area originally. Right. Um, it's, it was just, it was great to see. And then obviously the event itself, um, they had big screens on for the games that were on. So we were in with a lot of Man City fans. So we were maybe like 10 people for Brighton and there were a hundred or so for Man City, but it was just really <laughs> fun. It was, it was fun to, you know, kind of, especially because we didn't play terribly in the first half. So it was just kind of fun to see the Man City fans sweat a little bit 
And we were just kind of prodding them, just like, yeah, oh, Brighton's not so bad now, are they? So it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, Rebecca Lowe from NBC Sports was there, um, and and um, and all those people. So it was just really, it was it was a fun experience. Cool. So with them coming up for New York soon, um, do you have any kind of like pro tips for any of our American listeners who may want to attend one in the future? Um, so I know that. The um, the Albion are probably I don't know if they are coming over again or not, but I'm pretty sure they will be. So they're going, there's going to be some representation from the club again there. So definitely look out for any Albion people that are over there, Gully or whoever. Um, and then also definitely keep in touch with the Twitter accounts or social media, however you look at it. So PL on USA or uh, NBC sports or the Albion page, uh, because they're really good about sharing information about the events. And I, the DC one obviously was their first time doing it. So it was maybe a little bit more rough than it could have been, but the New York one, they're stationed in New York anyway, with NBC sports, having the, the studio up there. So it's probably going to be a little bit more, I don't know, more organized. So right. definitely, um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. Get there early because there was, and if you can register early, re- register early because there were people waiting in line for hours when I got there. I got there at like 7 a.m. and you could already hear everybody on the rooftop going crazy. And the first game of the day hadn't even started yet. So Ouch. get there early. <laughs> yeah. Get there early. Register early if you can. Keep up with the social media and try if you can. Um, if the Albion have a registration through the team, do that. If you want to have more of a uh, an Albion specific time instead of just you know the the general Premier League time, even though that was that was great too. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Um, I know I've got a bunch of American listeners, and one or two may make the journey, so that will probably be really helpful to them. Um, Definitely. So you've obviously saying you've been to a game already. Um, mm-hmm. What was that? What game was that? Um, and then just if you want to talk a little bit about the Palace game as well, go for it because that's that's a hell of a game to have gotten tickets yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I uh, I went in 2016 in January. I, I love to go in the winter. Apparently, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I went in January 2016. I actually I didn't go to the Amex. So I went to the Amex for the stadium tour, but I just spent like. Uh, I think it was a Thursday in Brighton because I can make it down there. But then I went to the Blackburn match in Blackburn, sat in the away end. It was snowing. It was terrible. But Bobby Zamora scored in the first 10 minutes. We held on for a 1-0 win. It was honestly the best time I've ever had. It was absolutely amazing. The fans in the away end didn't sit the entire time, singing the entire time. It was... It was fantastic. Yeah, um, I d- yeah, I just, if I ever, I have a couple of people over here who are kind of humoring me with Brighton. <laughs> and I always, I always say that if they ever come over to the UK, I'm taking them to an away game. Um, it was, like obviously, I lived yeah. over there for 25 years and I've always preferred going away than at home because it was just so much more. It was just, it was just great. So I'm really glad that you got to go to an away game first. Yeah, it was, you know, obviously... I'm really excited to go to the Amex. Can't wait. It's going to be an amazing experience. But I think that 
you know, really going to that away game, seeing because Blackburn is nowhere near Brighton. So to see that many people <laughs> going to Blackburn on a snowy Saturday in the middle of January and standing and singing and just being so enthused about the team. And we had been going through a bit of a rough patch at that point, too. So just to see how many people had gone up there and thrown themselves behind the team, even even while we were doing a little bit worse than we could have been. It was, it was refreshing. It was eye-opening. It was something that I'd never experienced really before, even in American sports, even in like college football. I went to a big SEC college football school, and and just you know seeing that many people make the journey and be so passionate about the team that was really something that that I I love to see. That's a really cool perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so with the with the Palace match coming up that I'm going to go to, um, I'm expecting the same atmosphere, but, you know, obviously at home. So 20,000 fans, 30,000 fans instead of maybe five, six hundred fans in the away end. Um, and obviously it's it's the biggest match that we have. Um, I I honestly don't know how I got tickets to the match. I I I have no idea, but it just it worked <laughs> out, and I had to so I had to buy a membership to then get tickets. But you know any any amount of money is is worth it to go to that match. Yeah, I think you'll. Uh, I think most of like most home games have a tendency to actually be a little bit calmer than the away games because uh, it's just the way it is. I think, but like in in almost every stadium you'll have it. Like the home stadium is just a little bit more quiet, but. You've got mm. the game where we were going to be basically on steroids the entire yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. You've got a good one. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm so excited for it. So moving on to the team itself, um, we're like, what, 13, 14 games in so far? Um, who would you peg as your player of the season so far? Oh, man. Um, honestly, it's not flashy, but Matty Ryan has been an absolute stud so far. He's kept us, even in the games that we haven't played well, he's kept us in the game with his with save after save. In the, the one no wins that we had in October, if he wasn't between the pegs, we would have probably let in a few goals and we wouldn't have had those wins. So he's been just solid for us um, on the defensive end, and that's just really kept us um, you know, solid throughout the, the 12 games that we've had so far. Yeah, no argument from me there. It's one of those back three. <laughs> I think yeah. most people would agree that they're, they're going to be saying one of Dunk Duffy or Ryan. But uh, no, I totally agree with you. He's been absolutely incredible. Did you see that save against uh, South against Korea? South Korea, yeah. That was, I don't know how he got to that ball, but outrageous. Oh my goodness. He doesn't need to be any taller for that one, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, so you've supported the Albion since 2012, is that right? That's right, yeah. Um, so what would be your favorite memory of the um, Albion since following them? That's a that's a tough question. There's so many, honestly. Um, <laughs> so I would... I guess the, the cliche answer would be going up to the Premier League. Um, that was a moment that I don't think... It, it just the emotion of it, the sheer thrill of actually making it after so many seasons of either getting kicked out of the playoffs or, 
you know, having that rough season in I think 2015 where we almost went down. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was that realization that we actually did it. We actually made it finally. And it didn't really, it, it sucked that we lost to, or that we didn't win the championship that year, but it honestly didn't even matter because we, we made it. We, we went up. That was the main goal. 100%. Um, I think, I think when Newcastle fans were ribbing us on Twitter, I don't think they realized just how truly we didn't care as much as they thought we did. <laughs> exactly. We went up. We got a trophy. Who cares if it says runners-up? We went up. It doesn't matter. And uh, so I suppose with that one, where where were you when, when we got promoted? Do you remember where you were? I, oh, man. I honestly... I may have been at home just watching the game. I honestly can't remember. But I know that I was watching the game, and I, I think that I had to watch it on like a Facebook, like a live feed. <laughs> yeah. And, because it wasn't on TV. It was against Wiggins. They, it was, they had some like Newcastle match or something on. And I was just watching it on Facebook, and it just it happened. And it was just it was every bit as magical as I could have ever imagined. Yeah, it was ace. and it was um, and it was definitely because it was on Facebook. It was just it was taking me back to like 2012, and I had to follow through like the illegal feeds on <laughs> on the internet, or or you know listen through uh through BBC Sussex on the radio. It was just you know it was taking me back to that you know getting the Albion any way I could, and then you know the next year I could watch every game on NBC Sports in full clarity, and I was like, yeah, this is this is very weird and very different, but. It's just how it has to be done, I guess. Yeah, it was it was super strange. Because um, obviously, I guess you guys have had all the games uh, for as long as you wanted, really. And they just come out with the gold pass. And mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just shortly after I moved over here. And I was like, Ace, I have no problem paying this sort of money for this amount of access. And everyone over here was like, what? This is not yeah. acceptable. Enough. <laughs> yeah, right. $50 for this? Why? But then, of course, you had to, especially for... Fans of the bigger clubs, they I guess they were so used to just getting any every match anyway. Uh, but for me and right. for a lot of the Albion fans over here, fans of any smaller club, it was you know I, we we'd pay anything to be able to watch our team week after week. We were barely struggling to watch them once a month at that. So right, and that was if you were good on being exactly <laughs> exactly if you were a Brentford or like a just like a mid table championship team you were lucky to get twice a year exactly um so talking premier league then uh like you said we're we're in a better place than the people who are below us right now so who do you think will bite the dust once 38 games are played um i'd love to say palace (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i honestly wouldn't be shocked if they did go down they've been they've been toying with it the past few years They've got to go down at some point. You got to think. Um, hopefully, it's this year. Hopefully, we have something to say about that. Um, honestly, Cardiff, Cardiff obviously beat us, so that's not great. They haven't looked very good, and they don't really have much money, so I can't really see them getting enough results to stay up. Um, and it's some, something about Newcastle. I just did the the atmosphere on the team. I you know I follow a podcast. I was on a podcast last year 
for Newcastle page, and they just always seem like the, obviously they have the ownership issues and they have um, the the issues with Rafa, Rafa Benitez. Um, you know, is he going to stay or is he going to go? They just the dysfunction around that team. You know, obviously they have the talent, they have the prestige, but it's just it doesn't seem like a good situation for them. Yeah, for real. I think the American term is dumpster fire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> they really are a mess. <laughs> they re- um, it's, it's rough to see, honestly, because I don't really, you know, I don't hate them. They're just kind of there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's hard to watch sometimes because you see on Twitter, people are just, you know, Newcastle fans are just, they're beside themselves. It's it's yeah, It's rough. So uh, who do you think are going to win it at the other end? Um, you know, Man City look like they could do it again, but there's something about Liverpool. They just, they look like they could end up nicking it at the end somehow. Um, you know, and that, that may be a, a bit biased. My stepdad's a Liverpool fan, so I don't want to get on his bad side, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. They just, they look like they could actually challenge Man City for the title this year. And, and I you know, I'll make my stepdad happy. They'll they'll do it. Why not? I would. I mean, I, for me, I think Man City will do it. But I would like Liverpool too as well, just because I love the way they play. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's rapid. But yeah, yeah I think I think you're yeah. right. I think they're I think they're the only team that are going to make a challenge this year. So fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, especially for your stepdad. Um, yeah. So last question. Um, we've gone over who's going up and who's going down or who's winning the title and who's going down. Um, the boys in blue and white, where do you think we're going to finish this season? How do you think we're going to do? I think it's going to be a bit challenging. It's always challenging for us in in the winter, it seems. Um, you know, Obviously, the last couple of matches have not exactly stirred up any confidence. But I think definitely we're going to stay up. We've had a lot of performances so far that have indicated that we're definitely at the class level to be Premier League for years to come, hopefully. Um, I think that, you know, top 10 is probably asking a little much at the moment. So I, I'd say a comfortable 14th. Um, nice. It might be a little, <laughs> it might be a little hairy at the end, but I think that we're going to be pretty comfortable coming into the last couple weeks of the season, I think that we're going to be looking below us and being like, oh, thank God we're not in that mess. Similar to this season, just gone then, really, when we exactly. had to go to Liverpool and Manchester City at the last couple of games. Exactly. Get the dirty work out of the way early so that the other teams can fight over it at the end there. Yeah, man, fingers crossed. I would I would bite your hand off the 14th place if it was offered <laughs> to me now. <laughs> right. Um, well, that's about all I've got. Um, so thank you for coming on again. Um, and I guess it, you can tell everybody what uh, what's your Twitter handle? It's uh, at BHAFC Stateside. Wicked. And uh, what can they expect from your kind of Twitter handle and the stuff you post? Uh, well, so we post a lot on game days. So we'll post, you know, we'll post out the the match highlights or you know things that we feel about how the game's going, the team that is uh is selected by chris hewton and, and and all that uh but then also it's just you know for the match itself it's a lot of just me spouting off 
hopefully not too many obscenities, but just saying how I feel about how the match is going, maybe not exactly <laughs> formally, just like, ah, that happened again, or something, you know, something stupid uh, to keep the uh, the conversation going. But then, uh, you know, obviously, during the week, some, uh, if, you know, if Glenn Murray signs a new contract again, um, you know, obviously something about that. Um, if there's something going on with the team, some comments about that, and just really... You know, we try to keep it conversational. So if you tweet at us, we'll probably tweet at you. Um, and just, yeah, just we just like to have fun and, and talk about the team. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, I thought it was a really enlightening chat to speak to somebody um, who doesn't get the privilege of seeing the Albion every day um, and had to support them all the way from scratch across the pond. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, onto onto a couple of news stories for the week. Um, I'm pretty much ad-libbing at this point because um, I didn't make a whole bunch of notes. But uh, England gave Lewis Dunk his first senior cap. Um, a huge achievement for him. Um, beyond the pale achievement for him. He is... I remember him as a very young man coming through. Um, I'm pretty sure I was at the MK Dons game where he started early days. Um, and every youngster that comes through the Albion ranks, you want to imagine they're going to be an England player at some point, um, especially back then. But to see him do it was just so cool. Um, and, he, and he handled himself just fine. Um, I was disappointed in the US Um I've been told by a couple of people that they were really um, a young, up-and-coming team and something to look out for. Um, and with it just being a friendly and against a couple of, and a, well, and against a mostly very young and inexperienced England side, I expected us to get a uh, bit of a bit of a rude awakening as to how not ready we are um, behind the main England squad against a hungry young US side um, and that wasn't the case at all it was actually quite the opposite um, I think the US national team got a real rude awakening um, those young Englishmen um, absolutely ripped them apart for the most part and it was only a friendly um, now I don't know if it was a competitive match they would have upped their game or not but you know the fact of the matter is they beat them 3-0 and Dunk really didn't have a huge amount to do um, but he kept his clean sheet and he played or played, played pretty well um, so, you know, you can't argue with that. Um, hopefully he will continue to get call-ups and continue to get that experience um, because he, A, thoroughly deserves it and B, could really become a permanent fixture in that England side if he keeps playing as well as he is for us, for England, um, and keeps handling himself the way he is. Um, and I'm sure that once he comes back, he'll be a better person for it. He will have grown immensely in just a week and a half, I'm sure, with the uh, with the privileges he's been provided for the amount of work he's put in. Um, I think it's a hell of an achievement, and I could talk about it for a million years, just how cool it is to see him in an England shirt. Um, I think the Brighton uh, sports shops that do printing, number and name printing, are going to be overloaded with England shirts with number six dunk on it <laughs> after last night, after this week. Uh, I know I'm going to be trying to find a sh sh store near me to do the same thing, so... It was really, really good, and I was delighted for him. And long may it continue. Um, 
to be honest, most of our players are handling themselves really well this international break. Matty Ryan is uh, doing Matty Ryan things, and God, we're going to miss him when he goes away in January. Um, because the save he made against the South Korean free kick, if you've seen that already, was absolutely top class. Um, Percy Tao, although he's not playing for us right now, he is our boy. And he is really conducting himself. He looks like a heck of a player um, on that South African side. And, I mean, we know South Africa aren't anything to write home about, but he is by far their best player at the minute. So that has got to be promising for us too. Um, yeah, I think that and Gaetan Bong is playing internationally right now. Balogun is playing internationally right now. Um, obviously, Proper isn't because he's hurt, but I'm sure he would have got a call-up if he was ready. Um, it's pretty pretty good time to be an Albion player because people are looking at you for international call-ups now, and that certainly hasn't happened in the last 25 years, so I think they have a lot to be happy about. Um, in other news, Aaron Connolly bagged a hat-trick um, for the under-23 side in the paint pot trophy. I'm not sure what it's called anymore because it changes all the time and it's just a joke of a trophy. No offense to those in it. But even when we were down in the doldrums, I hated that trophy. So it's not that I, I know exactly where we came from and I remember it and I hated it then too. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, he is starting to, well, not starting. He's looked a real talent all season. Um, and frankly, he molds right into my next story. Um, Jürgen Lockardia went on record to the Dutch press saying he wants out of Albion in January. Um, I cannot blame him at all. He has not been set up to succeed for the Albion. Um, it was a really poor signing on our part. He was brought in, um, and essentially he's just a better Sam Baldock. And this is something I've said quite a few times. He's not, he's not built to be a holder player like Glenn Murray is or Tom Hemed is um, and we're yet to see quite what Andone is going to be um, but it's clear that he's more adept at that one man strike force than, than Lockardia is in just 20 minutes um, so I don't blame Lockardia for wanting out uh, frankly I would quite happily drive him away myself and that's not because he's poor it's just because we've absolutely done him over with the signing we made um, he was never going to really succeed because we had no intention of playing a way he succeed. He can succeed. So I think the Albion recruiting staff have to take an L on that one and let him move on as fast as possible and eat the eat the loss we're going to take in money-wise too because we're going to lose a lot of money on this one. Um, and we frankly deserve it for making a poor signing um, for him and for us. So... Yeah, at this point, if he wants out and he's not happy, do we to start thinking about putting Connolly on the bench over over Jurgen? I hope we do, um, because he's clearly able to do it at the lower level. I would say, if you're not willing to send him out on loan in January, I hope that he's going to be getting that last bench spot over Lockardia, and we can get Lockardia out the door in January, um, because Connolly looks incredible, and I would love him to see him do that. So, yeah. Dunk made his international debut. Lockardia wants out. Connolly scored a hat-trick. Uh, our other internationals are playing well. I'm trying to think of anything else that needs to be mentioned. I don't think there is, really. Um, make sure you follow uh, at BHFC Stateside. He posts some pretty cool stuff and good analysis, um, or some good thoughts and feelings, at the least, during the games. Um, and it's a good window into what it's like to be an American fan following a smaller English team. Um... You know, not everyone 
not everyone latches onto Manchester United. Well, I mean, they're as small as us these days, really. Um, but yeah, so follow me at TogetherBHA. Uh, follow him at BHAFC Stateside. Um, and I will see you all next week for a review of Leicester. Um, and I look forward because uh, the busy Christmas period is coming up and I'm sure it's going to be a big one when we look back on it at the end of the season. So thank you for listening. See you next week and be safe.